Welcome to the Artemisian. Recently, I noticed that I was feeling a bit off, out of balance, ungrounded. This is the kind that kind of crept in slowly over time. There wasn't anything major that happened or some opening of the floodgates that would point to an obvious source of why I was feeling this way. So when it creeps in slowly, I can sometimes feel that it's difficult to draw upon my typical tools or resources because I'm already in this dysregulated state or I'm already in this state of feeling ungrounded. So what can I do? And rather than trying to think about it from a conscious standpoint, I decided to turn to my tarot cards, which I often do, in times where I want to journal, where I want to be open to a, a sort of synchronistic insight from the symbolic and archetypal images and meanings in the cards. So with that in mind, I took out my cards and I utilized this general intention. What is a resource that I can utilize at this time? point me, point me towards a resource because I don't know which one I should draw upon at this moment. So I shuffle through and I draw the two of pentacles and this is using the Rider Waite Smith deck and that depicts this figure who looks a bit like a juggler. They have two pentacles, one in each hand. One is up high, one is down low they are in this kind of light, almost playful stance with one foot on the ground and one foot lifted. And surrounding the pentacles is a infinity sign that kind of wraps around and seems to imply some sort of rhythm or movement between these two pentacles. And in the background, it shows large waves going up and going down. And then there are two boats that are also riding those waves. So the two of pentacles can often point to the need to find balance or the need to kind of attend to what's happening in the material realm, since we're in the pentacles or in the earth element, and learning to find movement, flexibility, management of these dynamics to ride these waves that are coming towards us to become adaptive to attend to these aspects not only in a way that's you know meeting the bare minimum but to me there's such a lightness of the the way that the juggler moves these different aspects um and with with the pentacles coming up it really reminded me of what i was feeling in the body because the earth element gets us into the material aspects, which at its most core level is the, the body that we inhabit, right? The matter that structures our reality and feeling that unease in my body. And I think that was one of the big things. Like, yes, there's some feelings of emotions of detachment or maybe almost a bit of sadness that I was feeling, but a lot of it was really in the body. And looking and meditating and reflecting on this card, I was reminded of a technique that I utilize and practice in somatic experiencing called pendulation. And I think that pendulation is such a great tool and resource for not just individuals who are trying to do um, somatic work, 
but the theory and the principle behind it can really be applied to all aspects of our experience because the psyche and the body are intertwined. And sometimes we think about them as this dichotomy. We think about them as existing separately from each other, but really they are these major pillars that our reality sits upon, right? We have a psychological reality and we have a physical reality. And at times we can enter into this experience through the more psychological side by focusing on our dreams or our thought patterns or things like that. Or we can enter into the experience through the somatic channel and bringing both of those factors together has been instrumental in my development and in my inner work. And this, this card really was a reminder to return back to the body and those practices that have helped me so much. And I just want to share really quickly a quote from Jung. This is in the lectures he gave for Nietzsche's Zarathustra. He says, for what is the body? The body is merely the visibility of the soul, the psyche, and the soul is the psychological experience of the body, right? So they reflect one another, or they're really the same thing. They're kind of two sides of a sense of wholeness that makes up our being. And so when we can tend to certain aspects on the physical side, through the body, through the somatic channel, it can have an effect on our psychology, on our emotional life, on our thought patterns and mental constructs that we live by. And alternatively, we can go through the psychological channel and feel changes or shifts in the body. And which one do we need at any given time? really depends. It's it's up for us to decide in this creative process of our own self-work, which we want to do or a combination of the both. And I think even this act alone of pulling cards and working with image and working with archetypes is very much of the psyche. It's, it's activating those archetypal channels that speak to us about these inherent frameworks and the potentials for development or meaning that lie within the images, in this case of the tarot. At the same time, the card itself brought up, for me at least, the need to regulate and work with and find balance in the body, which brought me back to pendulation. So moving forward with this idea was... A reminder not only to return to this practice, which I admittedly, um, in general, had just not been keeping up with some of my everyday somatic practices like breath work and body scans and, you know, paying attention to different sensations that come up when I'm having different experiences. I admittedly was not doing that as much. And now being in this state of ungroundedness, of feeling out of balance, this was really the perfect time to bring in an exercise like pendulation. So let's talk a little bit more about it. Somatic experiencing was developed by Peter Levine. I have a whole podcast episode about this if you're interested to know more, and I'll link it in this post. So within the framework of somatic experiencing, of course, we're starting first and foremost with the sensations and the different dynamics that are happening in the body, most specifically with 
trauma or how dysregulation of the nervous system has impacted an individual. And there are many different tools being used. The pendulation, even if we hold the image of the pendulum in our mind and we think about how it moves and what it looks like, so that's swinging back and forth and back and forth, that's what's happening. Pendulation is this technique which taps us into the body's natural rhythm, this restorative rhythm that is a movement from one end, which is expansion, to the other end, which is contraction. And that natural rhythm, it's kind of like an archetype of the body really, is this way that we experience um, movement and then slow down, right? We, we go forward and then we stop, we feel open and then we feel closed. We feel sad, then we feel happy. It's not always just complete polarizing opposites, but there's this kind of nature of complementary dynamics that come together and our ability to tap into either one side or the other to get a fullness or a wholeness of experience. And often when individuals are dealing with dysregulation or with trauma, they are stuck. Their, their nervous system often is stuck on one of those polarizing ends. And with that then comes the emotional level being stuck on those sides and the mental level being stuck on those sides. And even the images that might be generated, uh, they, they trace back to those roots of that dysregulation. And what Peter Levine found was that our ability to tap in to the dis the discomfort, the the dysregulation, the side of the contraction, we the stuck energy, our ability to touch into that but not stay there, and actually move to the other side allows us to be with that kind of dark pole, that hurtful pole, that traumatic pole and find a sense of integration and release because when we are in that side where we feel stuck, where we feel frozen, we, where we feel powerless, there can be a sense that there's no getting out of it. And by pendulating to that other side where maybe you feel a bit of uh, powerfulness, right? Even if it's just the smallest amount of it or a bit more fluidity or a bit more openness, it releases a bit of that stuck, frozen powerless energy that might have been more present and then it allows you to kind of go back for the pendulum to swing back to the other side and to go back to that stuckness to go back to the contraction and then back again to the resource and so it is an ability for us to move through these different experiences to move out of the discomfort, even if just for a moment, and then to integrate these experiences in a way that is digestible, right? It isn't just a full turning away from that experience. It isn't a, a full integration where the tension just goes away and we have to transform it in a, in a big and intense boom. No, actually this is very slow. And SE really, SE being somatic experiencing really focuses on the titrating, the moving slowly, the, the incremental doses of dysregulation or stuck energy. And that allows us to metabolize it. 
And I really quickly want to share a quote from Peter Levine on this topic. This is from his book, In an Unspoken Voice. This shifting evokes one of the most important reconnections to the body's innate wisdom, the experience of pendulation, the body's natural restorative rhythm of contraction and expansion that tells us that whatever is felt is time-limited, that suffering will not last forever. Pendulation carries all living creatures through difficult sensations and emotions. What's more, it requires no effort. It is wholly innate. Pendulation is the primal rhythm expressed as movement from constriction to expansion and back to contraction, but gradually opening to more and more expansion. I love this quote because it taps us into this idea of the the primal instinctual tool that we have within the body and thus also within the psyche that these times when we feel lost, when we feel disconnected, when we feel that there is no hope, that we can search for even the smallest sign of something that complements that. So if we are in that sense of disconnection and we feel that disconnection um, as this way that... uh, you know, we, we no longer feel the, the threads of life and how we are grounded in them. And then that might be further experienced in the body of almost like a disembodiedness. Like I'm here and yet at the same time, I'm not. And so we can use pendulation and focus on one of those aspects of the experience. So if there's disconnection and disembodiedment, we can begin to attune to the sensations in the body and notice if there's anything that feels more concrete in the body. And it might be the feeling of our feet against the ground and how there is a firm connection there. And even though there's still this pervading sense of disembodiedment, just that noticing of the feet against the floor of that connection to something real, something concrete, something that we can kind of grip into, that can take us out of that sense of disembodiment for just a moment. So if I was this individual and I could feel that disembodiment or maybe a lack of feeling, you know, of the body, but I can notice for just a moment my feeling, my feet feeling up against the ground and that you know, the way that your toes press against the ground, I would stay there for a moment. And then I would try to move back to that place of disembodiment, even just the awareness of it, or that sense of, I can't feel the full structures of my being. And maybe having that connection to the feet and to the ground for that moment allows you to stay a little bit longer with that disembodiment. And then we move back to the feet. And maybe now we can play around with it a little bit more. You can move your toes against the ground. Maybe try to grip, you know, press the toes really strongly into the ground. And maybe that starts to bring an activation in the legs. You start to notice this sense of pressure up through your legs and your calves into the knees 
Maybe it follows up into the thighs and you're just noticing then that sense of connection to the body. And as that sort of settles in, you can move back to the disembodiment, back to that sense of it, the sense of disconnection, and then move back to the legs, back to the feet, and just notice what's happening spontaneously. And sometimes there are small changes, Sometimes there are big changes like a rush of energy that suddenly moves up the body or the feeling that things kind of shift around. But you're just noticing as you move through these different experiences from one side of disconnection or disembodiment to a feeling of connection and of groundedness in the feet and the legs that there might be a shifting that also happens in the emotional state Maybe images come up as you're doing that. And this is a practice that can really be done at any point when you're feeling these dynamics. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a sense of heaviness or disconnection or a freeze in the body. It can be intense energies too, like anger or rage. And if you're in that anger and you're finding it really, really hard to get out of it, you can try to locate somewhere else where you feel the opposing quality of rage, which might be a sense of peace, right? Or whatever kind of comes to mind, whatever feels like a resource for you at that time. So if you're in intensity, if you're in rage and you want to find a coolness, you want to find calm, you want to find peace, where do you notice that? And you can look through these different layers of experience. Um, of course, with somatic experiencing, there's a lot of focus on the body. Maybe you feel rage in your fists and they're clenched together and they feel like they're almost ready for a fight, but maybe you notice something else that connects you to that rage. And so it's felt very deeply as an, a hot emotional quality and you're searching and you're searching for coolness. You're searching for peace. You're searching for calm and you can't find it anywhere in yourself. Well, I think at times like that, it's really helpful to really actually just open the eyes and gaze around you and maybe your eyes fall upon a flower out in the garden through your window, you know, a yellow flower that's just bursting open with this beautiful color and it's contrasted against the green grass and you can see it moving slowly, swaying in the wind and there's something about that flower that feels peaceful calm and once you tune back into that intensity of the rage and the anger you've noticed it's actually started to cool down a bit it's maybe even allowing you to have enough space to get curious about what surrounds that anger what thoughts or feelings or other aspects are coming with it and so you move towards the resource of the flower and then you move back towards anger and slowly it releases and it regulates and it restores that natural rhythm. And then maybe you finally feel like you're back at a place of calm. So it certainly doesn't have to be a purely somatic exercise. 
In fact, I think that there's such a richness to be discovered through all of these different ways, through emotions, through images, through ideas, through the body. All of these apply to this this, uh, rhythmic movement of expansion and contraction, or I would say in Jungian terms, they are like the complementary opposites that come together that have a conjunctio, a union that transcends into something different. And that's what we're moving with. That's what's happening. I want to give another example that might seem um, not as typical or not expected, but I have noticed this idea of the resource of pendulation happening and maybe something similar can happen for you. So during this time of feeling out of balance and feeling ungrounded, I had a pretty intense dream and I woke up from the dream and I could still feel that overwhelm, some of the heavy emotions that were in the dream and I could feel it definitely in my body. And I'm in that state after waking up where you don't have this full sense of consciousness, but I am aware enough to know that the dream is lingering and it's heavy. It's a lot to deal with in those moments. And very instinctually, I grab for the necklace that I am wearing and I hold onto it and I start to feel a sense of calmness come over me. I start to feel more at ease and I start to feel the releasing of that heaviness and the overwhelm. And I can even kind of go back to those dream images that were just with me and I can feel my hand on the necklace and I can feel just like this, uh, almost as if the, the energy is just slowly moving out of me. And This is an example of pendulation where something physically that we can have near us can work as that rhythmic balance to an opposing overwhelm and that might not seem at first obvious to us, but I think it is a really incredible tool to have nearby when attempting to find a resource visually, trying to locate a resource somatically in the body, trying to locate the resource of emotion. When all of that seems impossible, really connecting to something in the physical concrete realm, especially if it represents a place of of protection or a place of safety, which is really important when we are resourcing, it can help facilitate this process of pendulation. So a little bit about my necklace that I wear. It has three amulets on it, like little talismans. And two of them are charms that were on my grandma's charm bracelet. And one of them is the symbol that is on the Sicilian flag. It is a winged medusa that has um, ears of wheat all around it. So you'll see that on the red and yellow Sicilian flag. Another one is a medallion of the Virgin Mary. And it says in Latin, I am the Immaculate Conception. And 
these were two charms that I was really drawn to when I received my grandmother's bracelet and I decided to repurpose them so that I could wear them all the time. And the third little charm amulet that is on my necklace is an Italian protective charm. It's a red, a coral red cornicello. So it's this little horn. And this is worn by Italians for protection uh, from the evil eye and all sorts of things like that. So really this is a necklace that I wear that represents connection to my grandmother who was very much um, a, a formative figure in my life who represented protection and spiritual depth and someone who helped raise me someone who I pray to all of the time. And it also has uh, the, the protective little charm, which to me is a direct symbol of something that can watch over me and protect me even when I'm not consciously aware of the things that might overwhelm me. And so it was very interesting in that moment after waking up for there to be this instinctual reaching for the resource or something that kind of represents that opposing pole of overwhelm. And it was the necklace. And so holding on to it allowed me to regulate, allowed my nervous system to come back down and allowed me to release emotions. And I quickly fell back asleep. So that's an example of pendulation in action. Another way that I see pendulation um, and being able to facilitate it in myself is that sometimes when I get into a state of dysregulation, I feel it as a collapsing and that collapsing feels very inward as if you know there was almost like a black hole in the center of my body that was just going to suck all of my sense of spirit and energy or I was going to fall down a well or something like that. So it's contraction. We can see that it's tapping into that side of the rhythmic pole of contraction. It's dense. It's heavy. I'm going to fall into it. And for me to get out of it, what I've identified as the opposing pole and the resource is openness, the sense of openness, the idea of openness, but it really doesn't become real for me or I don't really feel it take effect until I find openness somewhere in my body, which for me is found in the chest, like kind of across my collarbones. And by actually moving my shoulders and my chest and a bit of my stomach into this broad open position so i'm thinking about openness i may be evoking some of the imagery or uh, the sense of openness but it's the enacting it in my body that really can help move the energy out of falling into the well out of the the tightness or the contraction that i'm feeling and so almost like a cat and cow so like the yoga movement when you're like moving the spine up and down and up and down it's it, it kind of looks like that but i'm sitting upward so if i notice the the collapsing if i notice that feeling of contraction it's taking 
really deep breaths and then opening up my chest and allowing the collarbones to spread that really helps take me out of it and so it's not just the concept or the idea it's feeling it in my body not not even just like a, a mental idea you know so it's like oh I notice contraction I can feel it deep in my stomach and then we might say well I can feel some openness in my chest and it can be easy to just stop there at the idea of it but facilitating further integration and release or the the rhythmic balancing to me is finding the ways to further enact that pendulating uh, poles into some form of movement or expression and that can be physical movement right of the moving of the chest and the widening of the shoulders and the collarbones and even then allowing my chest to collapse in a bit like to feel the contraction we're not just trying to stay on one end of the pole and then become identified with only that one side no we want to move back and forth and back and forth and so I allow my chest to collapse I allow the contraction to hold and then I move back to expansion or even if we're moving through an image or if we're moving through emotions it's not just purely staying with the aspect of say anger where it's just that red hotness you know but it's about noticing the way in which at least for you and your personal experience those actions and the movement of the pendulation is felt as more dynamic and more real and sometimes I find that that can happen if we're just in the emotion of anger is to notice like other emotions that are around it too and it's really interesting what might come up when we're sitting with an emotion and we're almost trying to see like what is the web of emotions that surround that central anger or what are the web of emotions that sit around the central peace or calm and so we're trying to expand into each side of the experience so it's dynamic so it's multifaceted that it's embodied that it's felt as real and nuanced and I think this can deepen over time the more that you practice this it might just feel very simple at first like I'm in openness I'm in closeness I'm in openness I'm in closeness it, it might just be that simple at first but uh, I encourage you to sit with these tools a little bit longer or the more that you try it and see if you notice that web open up around each pole and what comes up or what materializes or the way that it wants to move within you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on these topics. What came up for you? Do you have any questions on any of these ideas or anything you'd like to share? Feel free to leave a comment. Thanks for listening. See you next time.